listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hello, genre film lovers. Welcome back to 9to5.cc's coverage of the Fantasia International Film Festival in Montreal. This year, we're going to be going to see as many movies as we can. It's going to be headed up by Phil and Sophie from the website. I'm not going to waste any more of your time. If you enjoy the podcast and reviews that we're doing, tell your friends. Uh, we'll see you in the lineups. Enjoy the show. I like, I like it when we start recording and the, and everybody's talking and that is not actually what happened just now. I think we heard Sophie say, "Oh yeah." Uh, <laughs> I was I was trying to be quiet. I... <laughs> so this is 9to5.cc's kickoff podcast for the uh, Fantasia International Film Festival in Montreal and this year it's going to be a little bit different because I think this is the first year in 6 years that neither myself or John who from the website are covering anything of the festival uh but however other founder sophie is going yeah. to be covering it say hi sophie hi sophie <laughs> and hi, also sophie. we have a whole new <laughs> new contributor phil uh who's going to be watching a gazillion fantasia movies for us uh you might have seen some of phil's reviews already on the website as well as a short and quick feature on our webcomic it's true that's right if you yeah. saw uh, <laughs> no, when Sophie did the uh, the run of uh, of her life on set, uh, Phil was the sound guy who I was bothering. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this episode is going to kind of just serve as a uh, a bit of a preview. We know that we're already two days into the festival. The festival is running from July 12th to August 2nd, and this is being recorded on July 14th. We don't know. Um, it might go up later tonight. It might go up while everybody's watching. Uh, what is it? Summer of '84. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It might go. It might go up in the middle of that. So uh, you know, when everybody's paying attention, uh, or it might go up tomorrow morning. It depends if I have time to uh, to edit it or not tonight. But we're just going to talk about a couple of the movies that you guys are super hyped for, and thereby making me jealous. I was like watching. I went and I watched basically the trailers of every one of the movies you guys had uh, had sent to me as one of your picks, and like just it made me long for Fantasia. Just so you guys know, uh, I take my vacation time during Fantasia. So I can see every single film that's playing if I if I really want to, but I won't. I know now, now you've set the expectation though. <laughs> I know, but I'm not going to. Well, Phil, Sorry, you were telling you me were when. I, yeah, I was saying we, when we ran into you at the uh, when I ran into, well when I handed off the the microphone to you at the train station, you were saying that you've been to every single Fantasia. Yeah, since the first year in 1996, I've been going to every year. Wow, yep. that's crazy. You're a hardcore. Yep. Um, okay, so we're just going to kind of run by. We're going to alternate between uh, some of so like Sophie's uh, top picks and Phil's top picks. And I'm a little uh, interested because both of you guys were like, I kind of just picked five films. like, And I, I know it's hard to pick only five. So uh, the, first one, the yeah. first one, Phil, that you picked was The Night Shifter out of yeah. Brazil. Um, uh, yeah. Do you want to tell us about it? Uh, yeah, it's probably well. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Like you, it was. I'm, I've got five picks, but I almost picked them at random because I'm, I'm not really sure what I want to see more than anything else. But this <laughs> one here is from a director that I really, really like, mm-hmm. uh, Denison Rabajo, who's a Brazilian filmmaker. It's his first feature-length film. Yeah, uh, I've seen all the short films, Love for Mother Only, Ninjas. Uh, there's one that I haven't seen. I just saw it on IMDb. I'm, I got to track it down, but. Um, uh, it's the main reason why I want to see the film, really, because I really he's uh, he's a fantastic horror filmmaker. I mean, hardcore horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great filmmaker, and uh, I didn't even watch the trailer. Oh no, that it was already on my list, and I decided <laughs> I just saw it last night, though, to be honest, and because okay. uh, it, it played before a film that I went to see, and I'm like, well, there you go, and uh, <laughs> it looks amazing. <laughs> looks amazing. I I'm expecting. Hopefully, hardcore horror and satisfying filmmaking. Well, I'm so, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Well, I'm well, a film buff and filmmaker myself, so I'm just like I, I tend to like a certain style. And yeah, yeah I was going to say the, the 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 trailer. If you haven't seen it already, uh, it looks super intense. Uh, it's about, I guess, like it's a, a morgue worker who has the ability to speak with the dead. And I guess, I don't know, like at least from, from the write-up that they, uh, that they included in the Fantasia booklet, I suppose you can't use knowledge that the dead give you for your personal gain, maybe, because then when the morgue worker does, like the dead curse him. Like, that I, makes sense, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, 
I'm just gonna watch the film and see what happens. I'll also say that. So there, yeah. Oh, I mean that that's obviously the kind of the best way to go in. But when I was watching the oh, yeah. film, I was like, okay. Uh, it looks like there's a lot of practical effects also in the trailer, right? Like there's you see the uh, like the, the chunks of cadaver bits all over the place. Yeah. And uh, gotta love practical effects. That's oh, yeah. the best part. <laughs> yeah. No. No. It's always. Uh, I mean, yeah, the CGI can be used really well, but I'm guessing also. I don't know. It's probably not a hugely a huge budget film. Uh, haven't seen his his other films. I mean, he doesn't really use CGI in his other films either. So, uh, no, I mean, it's, it's got a great look to it. And uh, hopefully it'll be really, really, really hardcore. Yeah, I guess you're just hoping for the kind of like that hardcore, actual, like super intense uh, horror movie vibe. Like, like a, yeah. I'm, I don't know if you're hoping something. Do you think it's going to get to like the intensity level of something like Martyr or like Autention or... It looks maybe oh. a little more subtle with the ghost stuff, but I don't know, but it could kind of get there. But is that like what you're hoping uh, for? Like something that's ratcheted to 11? Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am hoping for that. <laughs> uh, based off what I've seen from that guy before, because you just mentioned other films right now, but I mean, that, the thing about uh, his previous short films is basically he's uncompromising. He, he just does, it's 100% horror. There, there's, there's no mm-hmm. winking. There's no irony. There's no comedy. It's just really, really dark. So yeah, I'm hoping that's exactly what it's going to be. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's you know when you're I'm, I've been a horror film fan since I was a kid. And I'm just mm-hmm. it's, it's really what I crave basically every once in a while. Cool. So and you're gonna it, and yeah. you're gonna be seeing this pretty soon, right? Like this happens at the July seventeenth at happening? seven p.m. I was gonna say, well, I'm seeing a film a day, so at this point, I don't know what I'm seeing when, and I'm just <laughs> I don't know. It's all it's all the that's the best best way to watch. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess there's going to be a, a tonal shift when we move over to one of Sophie's picks. Because first of all, Sophie, I mean, I, you've made no bones about it in past coverage of Fantasia because you've are you been covering Fantasia now for a couple of years and just you watch movies with us. Like you're the hardcore horror stuff of Fantasia is not at all what you sign up for. No, I can't. I can't handle scary things. Like, you know, the scary movie parodies? There's like, I watched one of them. I was like, oh, I can probably handle comedy. this. And yeah, but the re- the scene where they recreate um, uh, the ring yeah. where the girl comes out of the TV mm-hmm. screen, I had nightmares. Oh, no. <laughs> so I can't, I can't. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, a, I'm, I'm kind of a working my way up through that, mm-hmm. that kind of fear of scary movies. Like a couple of years ago, specifically because nobody else really was covering much of Fantasia, I, I was the only one. I think John was was away out of the country mm-hmm. or something, and I made the effort and I went to see stuff like uh, Jerusalem. Oh, yeah. um, that movie just it really impressed me. I thought it was freaking fantastic. So, some of it was a little bit cheesy, like some of the effects weren't super mm-hmm. realistic, which is why I prefer mm-hmm. practical most of the time. But I'm okay with certain types of horror films. I found so it's it's just few and far between, and it's a little scary. Like, do I roll the <laughs> dice today? Can I handle it? But we'll see. But no, I didn't really pick anything very scary this year, except for possibly well, one. Well, I, I was going to say though, but I was like, so the movie that your your first pick is uh, is Arizona, which is it is a comedy yeah. thriller, but like from all the write ups, also apparently contains a lot of the uh, I guess the beats and stuff of like a, a slasher movie. Right. Like, I, I think, yeah. that, uh, I mean, if you want to tell us a little bit about it, even. Well, I there are no previews. There's no trailers that you can see anywhere. The only uh, video hype that you can see of this movie so far that I have mm-hmm. found uh, are just the cast interviews and, and cast stories about shenanigans that they did on set or whatnot. So all I have really is is the write up blurb that they have. Uh, either on IMDb or on the Fantasia website. Um, that, I mean, the writer is, you pointed this out to me, it's the same guy who, who writes for Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine, uh, Luke Del Tredici. I'm, sure I'm that's sorry right. I butchered that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of my favorite shows. I like their humor in there, so I'm hoping that he brought something similar or like, if even if it's a departure, I have a feeling it'll be interesting to me mm-hmm. regardless. Um, as as far as the actors are consume, concerned, I'm I'm always a fan of Luke Wilson. I think he's got that understated, awkward charm that his brother kind of overdoes and misses by a <laughs> long the, shot. He's the more subtle Wilson brother. 
He's the more <laughs> yes, uh, and oddly enough, just not not as everywhere as his brother is. But I I quite mm-hmm. like him. Uh, Luke Wilson's always nice, and uh, Danny McBride I have limited exposure okay. to. I think he's most famous for Kenny Powers in Eastbound Absolutely. and Down. The, <laughs> yeah. I've only seen a few clips of that. I mostly know him from cameos in other right. films. So this but movie, yeah. so he, so Danny McBride plays essentially the the slasher in this movie, I guess. And he's supposed no, I mean, well, I, they're saying he is definitely not a slasher, yes. right? Definitely. <laughs> so it says that his character yes. Sonny is like a cool guy with a sweet house and a cool gun collection who is definitely not a murderer. But then exactly. apparently they they sort of like they talk about it hitting a lot of the slasher movie tropes at the same time. So I feel, despite what the, the write-up might say, I think we can deduce that maybe Danny McBride kills a bunch of people in this movie. It's possible. I'm, I'm also kind of coming at this from a different point of view than most people who watch slasher or horror movies on a regular basis. I know about these tropes mostly because people talk mm-hmm. about them, but not because I've actually personally mm-hmm. seen them. So, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect here, but Either way, I, I think I'll be. A I good think so time. too. I mean, I don't think you could go like super wrong with like Danny McBride and Luke Wilson with a script written by one of the guys from Brooklyn Nine Nine. That doesn't. I'm hoping to be put off like a little bit. I'm hoping to enjoy the action and, and laugh about it a little bit, and I'm hoping that it kind of catches me off guard with some stuff. I don't know. I want to push my limits a bit. Maybe this will do it in a way that I'm comfortable I, with. <laughs> I, we, I'm excited to read your review about it and how we how we get there. Uh, Arizona is playing July 31st at 7:20 p.m. Uh, the next pick, I think, I think of the of the movies you guys picked, uh, Phil, I think this is probably the the biggest long shot. Uh, you picked the movie Rondo, which is, yeah, Rondo, yeah, which is having it's a it's a comedy thriller, which is going to be a world premiere, uh, and it's part of the Fantasia Underground programming. And I watched yeah. the uh, the trailer for it. <laughs> And the so did I, and that's why I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> the trailer yeah. kind of doesn't. Why are you? Why are you saying? I'm just curious, why are you saying a long shot? Why are you saying? A long well, I'm just saying it, it's it's a bit of a whenever I I'm not I don't mean to say long shot. It could because the long shots often deliver in the biggest way. Is what I'm is is yes. I, it's something that I've definitely learned over the years of covering Fantasia. When you t- when I'm saying a long shot, I'm saying that if you watch if you watch the trailer, you'll kind of clearly see that just from the the lighting and the shots and stuff like. It is a low budget film. That doesn't mean bad, mm-hmm. but like you can watch that film and see that it's low budget. And those movies can definitely be misses, but there's a lot going on in the trailer. I think that leads you to believe that they might not be a miss. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I, I mean, I didn't know anything about the film. I watched the trailer. It's like, yep. About halfway through the trailer, I'm like, yeah, that's that's for me. That's uh, that's that speaks to me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's part of the underground. Uh, I guess the uh, Fantasia Underground. I think they have about five or six films in that category. Yeah, yeah there's a couple selections. Um, yeah, it's, it's again, it's like it's 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 in the underground category, but it's a low budget film. But it's yeah. it's not exactly underground. I mean, I've seen way 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 more underground than that. So to me, uh, like the trailer doesn't look uh, quote unquote cheap. It just, to me, it just looks really good. It looks like uh, there's a definite style to it that mm-hmm. looks really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's no uh, obviously. Yeah, the, I remember the trailer. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like it costs a lot of money, but it looks like they put a lot of effort into the look and uh, well, the yeah. feel and, and they want to go for it. For sure, so, and, uh, I, and I mean, like, and like I like I just to to put that into into context, it's like it looks like they had a small budget and did the correct things to do with a small budget instead of just sort of like settling on ugly shots or anything. It looks like they oh, yeah. were, they look like they were working well with a small budget from that trailer. Well, I mean, you can pretty much, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can pretty much bet that they had a clear vision in mind and yeah. that's what they want to do. And that's it. And apparently that vision is uh, very uh, amoral. Uh, it's very. Uh, it's an, it looks like an exploitation film, and that's another yeah, thing that I'm sure. kind of drawn to. I like, I like uh, my exploitation films every once in a while. I like my underground films, and uh, yeah, it looks like it's got a lot of those uh, elements. Well, it. did you did you see the poster, Soph? Yeah, I'm looking at it right <laughs> now. Poster, it's gorgeous. Like the poster itself is amazing. <laughs> like just, uh, it just has like uh, there's like blood dripping. It says like Paul was depressed and couldn't sleep, so his doctor gave him an unusual prescription. Filling poor Paul's prescription turned out to be the night of his life. And it's like weird, wild, warning. And there's like bullets dropping into a scotch glass filled with scotch and blood. Uh, 
Yeah, I'll be honest. I was actually attracted to this movie, but I just it's playing on a day where I'm working, so I, there's no way I could make it. I kind of bummed out. Oh wow! Do you see the, Do you see this quote? The only thing more twisted than the last five minutes of this film is nothing. Oh. Oh wow. <laughs> see, I, no, I didn't. I didn't notice that. But uh, no, I saw the trailer before seeing the poster. I'm already attracted to it. So I'm like, boom, I'm there. But see, this is the the good thing about Fantasia that this is the type of film you're not going to see it anywhere else on the big screen. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You might find it online. There might be a DVD coming yeah. out eventually. You can Maybe. buy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you'll never be able to see this on a big screen. I was going to say, let, let alone with like a group of people who are just there and probably so into it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that I mean? too. Like you might get, a, yeah. you might uh, at the occasional chance, you'll, you maybe see it some art house cinema or something and maybe watch it with like three or four people. But if you go see it at Fantasia, it's going to be like probably a pretty good turnout and people who are just there who are desperately ready to see a, like a violent exploitation film and probably no, exactly. I mean, cheering. You're, you know, you're getting, you know, what you're getting into That's what you want. And that's what you get. So, so one of the things uh, that I saw when I was reading in the, um, in the, uh, the write-up in the Fantasia uh, booklet was that uh, the director, Drew Barenheit, cited Sam Peckinpah, who directed, of course, like The Wild Bunch and also was like a crazy abusive person on set, and also Pornhub oh, wow. as his influences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, does this make this movie better or worse I... like, in your mind? <laughs> Okay, honestly, I'm not a fan of Sam Peckinpah. So I'm guessing they're they're citing maybe because of the uh, the violence that's going to be in the film. Maybe uh, right? Pornhub, Pornhub. Well, uh, honestly, I think that's uh, promising. Because uh, <laughs> that just screams exploitation. I'm like, I'm yeah, I'm there. Let's say it's, I'm, I'm there. I'm just I'm all uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to you know uncompromising situations i mean i'm looking for you know there's gonna be there's gonna be blood and guts and uh, you know cool a fun time i think yeah, yeah same, same. Very, very much the same uh when is the screening and fair wrote it down this is going to be screening july 27th at 9 45 p.m rondo also of note uh, phil and i talked about this a little bit i uh, mitch davis the the program director of fantasia writes up some of some of the uh, the blurbs in the fantasia booklet and i'm always He's a, a guy who's kind of just been around genre cinema for forever and is one of the program oh, yeah. directors of the film. And every time I see Mitch's name on on the write-up, I'll always, like, I won't necessarily mean an automatic buy-in and go in, but a movie automatically kind of, like, pops up on my radar just a little bit more if Mitch, wrote, Mitch did the write-up. I'm like, hmm. We'll see. He actually recommended a few things to me personally this year. And I'm like, okay, you know Whoa. what? I'll check it out. This was not one of them because it was already on my list anyway. But there's a few things I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. And every once yeah. in a while, though, something, he hypes it up so much. Just, I cannot imagine, as a guy who watches a lot of movies, I still feel that I watch a fraction of what Mitch is watching every day. And I feel that if, if a, oh movie, God, if a yeah. movie even manages to have like a few good moments, I think it excites Mitch in a way that he might be willing to, yeah. not, like he might be willing to overlook the other 90 minutes of a movie because he's like, there's this sequence that actually like had me, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're just spending like, your days watching movies in and out and like there are, there are, there are bad movies that have made it into Fantasia's lineup. I'm very willing to bet that there are awful movies that do not make the cut. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, for sure. Another one of Sophie's picks, um, which I, I cannot, obviously, I think that if you know Sophie and you looked at the Fantasia lineup, you could probably have called this one, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not predictable in Fantasia the slightest. Fantasia is going to be screening a uh, 35mm print of 1989's Blonde Fury. <laughs> yes. That is all we're going to say about that. It's just Sophie going, yes! Yes. Um... <laughs> This is, yeah, 1989 was like the prime of these martial arts action films, either from Hong Kong or the super cheesy, not even B movies. These are like (laughs) C movies, C lists. Uh, But they are what Mm -hmm. I grew up watching and what I grew up idolizing. And Cynthia Rothrock, who stars Mm -hmm. in Blonde Fury, uh, was definitely like one of the the heroes that I followed on the screen. Uh, this particular one, oh, I never got the chance to see fully. I've 
Yeah, so I'm super excited to see it uh, in full length and on a big screen. Uh, I've only ever seen excerpts mm-hmm. and clips here and there. Uh, I, it's one of those things like I always mean to see it, don't get around to it, or something happens and I can't. So this is going to be fantastic. I even heard about this uh, after I'd heard that Cynthia Rothrock was going to be visiting cool. the festival this year. So I was really excited to see that this was the movie that they were screening, but also a little disappointed that it was not a new movie uh. featuring Cynthia. <laughs> you were, and you were, you were telling me she's still acting? Yeah. yeah, she still does some stuff here and there. Um, the other day, <laughs> little, uh, well, I don't feel great saying this, but the other day I downloaded Mercenaries, which is a movie they okay. did a couple of years ago. Kind of like, let's do um, uh, Expendables movie, but this time using only women who are, you know, in a similar kind of vein mm-hmm. that the Expendables were. And I was excited because Cynthia was in it, but she's not really in it. She's the girl that goes to get them. It's like, we need you for one last mission kind of thing. She's the CIA boss that sends all these chicks on the the mission. And I was very disappointed not to see. But I understand as well, even though she's still a very accomplished and capable martial artist today, she's still nearly 65. And doing stunt work and stuff like that, like it or not, at that age, you start to slow down and maybe you get some injuries. I don't um... know. (laughs) Which I which I could kind of see. Um, yeah. So on the on the website, instead of a, a traditional like trailer or anything for this movie, it's literally just uh, an action sequence of uh, Cynthia uh, Rothrock just beating up a bunch of dudes on scaffolding. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, to be fair, like Cynthia. Um gained if you were into martial arts you know who cynthia was but if you were into films you don't necessarily know cynthia because her talent uh you know she's she's passable as an actress she's done some cool stuff but really what makes her stand apart is her martial arts like by far so that's what she'd focus on and sadly those aren't always the ones with the best (laughs) scripts right do you know if like typically she did like all her own stunts and stuff like or I have no doubt that she did. Yes, uh, there's possible some, possibly some stuff that she that she had done by a, yeah. a, a stunt, yeah. like gymnastic looking stuff. But for the most part, yeah, maybe yeah, some of the huge I falls so. or whatever or not, don't necessarily translate to martial arts. Like, you know, you're you're a great martial artist. Jump yeah. off this building. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, she. I don't. I don't think she's as uh, crazy yeah. as Jackie Chan is in that respect. But uh, she definitely is is capable in that respect. Like that that chick blows cool. my mind every time and I she's going to be uh, presenting this film if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken I don't know if she's presenting it um I know that she's there and I'm trying so hard right now to book an appointment with her so I can interview her I I haven't heard back yet from mm-hmm. the guy who arranges this stuff oh. so it's making me very very nervous I might end up stalking him that just to fine. get an answer <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it's all right. Uh, and so this this movie is basically, I mean, not to say that the plot doesn't matter, but in a lot of those movies, the plot doesn't matter. And when I read the plot of this, it just cracked me up anyway, because it was just like, so Cynthia Rothrock goes to Hong Kong to investigate a newspaper editor suspected of counterfeiting using the newspaper's printing presses, which is not how counterfeiting could possibly work. <laughs> just like on pay money on newsprint is a, a crazy thing. And then like the partner slash friend, who she's working with in Hong Kong gets kidnapped. And I think that's the plot. Yeah. 1980s action film. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't need a lot of, to go <laughs> off of, you know, like really you're going exactly. there to watch the action. Um, and some small things develop around yeah, it. It's like just a driving candy, plot. Really. I, remember, I remember I, I never, of the, of the movies that I used to watch and like went from the video store of the, of the genre movies, I was always like the horror movies were always like top for me. And then I didn't mind like the Kung Fu and then some of the Kaiju movies. So I, I did watch a lot of like the old Kung Fu movies and like you, if you hard pressed, I would not be able to tell you the like plot of any of them. Like, I don't know. I don't remember the plot of like oh. Rumble in the Bronx. And that's a movie I've watched multiple times. Like other, other than the fact that there's oh. like, I'm like, I mean, they mess with his part of town and then he beats them all up is like, that's all I know. <laughs> Gold star. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm sure there's other things. Like, does he have a kid? Maybe I couldn't tell you, <laughs> you know, like, do, is that a, is that a great movie? Um, I, yes, it is. Like, <laughs> it is. It is for many reasons. But again, not always the plot, not always the acting is also another sad thing about these things. But still, they leave a mark on, on the people who mm-hmm. really look for these types of movies. They, they really do. I My brother and I obsessed with one of her okay. movies called Tiger Claws, which she should have been the lead in, but she was like the supporting mm-hmm. lead, whatever that makes sense. 
but my brother and I can quote that movie start to finish. And we have been able to do so since we were (laughs) nine years old-ish. And also, like, we we talked about Phil uh, being able to go and watch a movie like Rondo with a live audience that's, like, there for that. You're going to benefit from exactly the same thing uh, when you go see... at a blonde, I almost said Atomic Blonde. That was last year. Uh, blonde Fury. Uh, that was yeah, last year. It's going to be awesome to see yes. it with an audience that's just like screaming their heads off at every like punch, kick, and flip. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm hoping that that people are are going there with the same admiration for her um, that I have. I'm sure they. I really do. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> uh, Phil, your next pick was um, definitely on the short list of films that I potentially want to go and see uh if, if i if i can as a regular paying customer uh the ranger uh written and directed yep. by jen wexler oh wait we didn't mention when blonde fury was screening it's playing july 17th at 9 35 p.m uh yeah so moving on to mm-hmm. the ranger um i watched the trailer for it and it just basically appears to be a bunch of punks in the wilderness possibly getting up to no good as punks do and then uh, getting oh, chased yeah. down by maybe like a psychopathic park ranger I think so. I mean, I I, th- I saw the trailer months ago. Yeah, it, it was more like a teaser. It doesn't it doesn't really show you much. Yeah. But I'm just just the uh, I'm really going on the hype on this one because mm-hmm. uh, it's been on my feed now for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the producers, I think she's one of the producers. Is, uh, Heather Buckley. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So she's been hyping it and hyping it, and so I'm just like, so I've been seeing a lot of it. I'm like, so there's the hype, and then there's also well, punks. Yeah, I'm an ex-punk. <laughs> I'm an ex-punk, I should say. So I'm, I'm like, right off the bat, you got punks in a film. I'm interested. Uh, other thing, too, well, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Uh, back in the 80s. One of my favorite films Absolutely. of all time. So, oh yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> just it's to, just like death. And uh, I don't know how many times I've seen it. It's just, it's amazing. So right off the bat, it's a genre, sub-genre, I guess, that I, mm-hmm. I'm really, really into. Uh, I don't know if it's actually a slasher or not, or it's just going to be like, uh, it's, is it billed as a slasher? Like I'm not kind even of sure. like, well, like when 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 you read the blurb, <laughs> they, they they talk about the fact that they're being like the the ranger is sort of like starts to hunt them, and then it's yeah it becomes sort yes. of a, a like the the typical trope of the ranger hunting the teenage kids, but the teenage kids are punks instead of necessarily just like a regular group of teens. So I think that it's going to dip yeah. into that slasher mode but i don't think that i mean like just just given uh from what i know of like necessarily heather buckley's involvement and also uh just like reading up on jen wexler i don't think that she would just play it straight like i think it's like they're they're fans of the genres enough to maybe have some have some turnabouts and turnarounds to because i don't think anybody's interested at this point in just recreating an 80s style slasher flick with punks but the thing about the slasher mm-hmm. thing, again, that's a subgenre that I I have some nostalgia for because I was mm-hmm. a when I was a teenager, I was really into that genre. Mm-hmm. Not so much anymore. I mean, a new, well, I mean, there aren't really too many slasher films being done these days, anyway. But uh, I'm still kind of kind of a, it's a guilty pleasure for me, like all those eighty yeah. slashers, anyway. So <laughs> I I don't know why. I mean, most of them are terrible. They're terrible yeah. films, but I was gonna say, take a psycho uh, and just send him after some teenagers, and you got a movie, man. That's <laughs> it's very. Yeah, it's I don't. It's just very episodic, and it's it's all about the uh, I guess all those little set pieces of yeah. when the killer gets them, and and how do they get killed, and the makeup yeah. effects. You know, like, yeah. like Tom Savini was the man back in the eighties, mm-hmm. and just the way he did those, it, just, it was amazing. I hope, hopefully, my this movie. I don't know. I hope. I hope it's gonna be. Uh, exciting i hope it's gonna be fun i hope it's gonna be bloody i hope the soundtrack is good and i hope it will have a lot of exploitation type material because that's what i want to see i was gonna say i also hope like you mentioned return of the living dead and it was like one of the things return of the living dead the one of the reasons it stuck out to me so much in addition to being a super fun awesome horror movie was the the punk soundtrack to it was fantastic And the soundtrack just sort of like could you could can exist on its own and you just hear like the punk rock music, which I'm I don't want to obviously make false promises on behalf of a movie I had nothing to do with. But I mean I hope that the soundtrack is mostly punk rock music like that throughout the yeah, film. I think because it I should. think that, that would I think it is. I read that it uh, that it is. I mean even if it's not, I mean it doesn't really matter. If they have oh, I mean, you know, hope the music that's gonna that's gonna play in the film should be punk if you're dealing yeah. with a bunch of punkers. Yeah. Uh but if they have a score then then you know then all the better for it. 
Yeah, it can come in. Because Return of the Living Dead was lightning in a bottle. I don't know how they made a movie that good. <laughs> like, it shouldn't have been that good, but it but it was. Yeah, but, uh... Oh, yes, I'm very <laughs> familiar you, have, with it. You haven't yes. seen it, have you? Have you seen it? No, yes. Yeah, Trash uh, yeah. was my first crush from what I remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back in 84, as a 10-year-old boy. Anyway. <laughs> said you weren't going to age yourself, Phil. <laughs> That's I was uh, yeah scarred for life. Okay, <laughs> so uh, there you have it. So Looking Sophie's next one. next movie that she picked was. Uh... Wait oh. wait wait! The yes. Ranger the is going to be playing July twenty third at nine thirty. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. I did it. <laughs> Sophie, uh, your next pick was Chuck Steele, Night of the Trampires. Uh, which is the follow-up Shit, yeah. to a short film that fe- screened at Fantasia a couple years ago, which was Chuck Steele, Raging Balls of Steel Justice. And this is a cl- stop-motion yes. movie about Chuck Steele, who needs to fight an outbreak of vampire hobos that are known as trampires. <laughs> yes. Well, there you go. Right. I don't That's need to it. say anything about it. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you have a chance to watch the, sof- uh, the short, Soph? Yes, yes, I did watch the short. Um, I thought it was freaking hilarious. And from the very moment that he mentioned that uh, you can kick a guy in the balls 250 times and his balls come out his nose, I was expecting it until it happened. I, I just, I didn't care about anything that happened in the movie until that, that happened. So, I was going to say that anyway, guy it was fun. the other guy in the cute. balls, like for the entire movie, essentially, the entire short, that guy's just getting hit in yeah. the balls again and again. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like that. But honestly, I I didn't know about that until you had sent me the link okay. after I mentioned I wanted to see this. And um, so thank you for sending that to me. But I I had just seen the trailer um, and it just hit every note. It hit like 80s uh, over the top. Vampires in a ridiculous way. Trampires. Come on, it's stupid. And um, the trailer was just all kinds of hitting every yes button with me. I, I just, I'm, I'm looking to have fun and laugh and make fun of it and hate some parts of it, but enough that I least, like it again. I was going to say, you know? at least you're willing to like hate <laughs> some parts of it because I was like, even having, uh, having seen the, the short, I was like, how, how do you stretch this to 90 minutes? I was like, I, th- I think it's a good thing yeah. that you have a bit of a plan to not be okay with every moment in the movie. <laughs> to be honest, after seeing that short, like I, I feel the humor would be, work better oh. over an extended plot and like a, an actual feature because then you'd you'd have uh, mm. time in between to to kind of look at other stuff and then by the time the punchlines come, then you can enjoy them a little better. I find it makes them, you know, like too much in one piece is is just overwhelming. Whereas if it's spread yeah, out, jokes. it works better for me. The jokes might so have we'll like see. a little more room to yeah. breathe, kind of thing. <laughs> like instead of just cramming them in every second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you said it better there you go <laughs> uh so i i mean it's it's kind of funny that you have this movie and um and 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 also uh blonde fury because i was like i feel that they're both kind of they're like very they're different takes on the same note of 80s action film <laughs> very different takes very different takes very you. much so yeah what can i say the 80s speak to me i just yeah <laughs> uh. So I don't know. I mean, I guess like if you if you're listening and you want to go check out the short, uh, it's available. You can watch the entire thing on YouTube if you just I guess Google Chuck Steele, Raging mm-hmm. Balls of Steel Justice. But yeah, it just seems like a stop motion guy with like kind of a Duke Nukem style character, I guess, of just like one liners yeah. and like what is it? He's like a lone cop on his last thread with nothing to lose on his like it's just like every cliche. Just he doesn't play by <laughs> exactly. the rules. I'm not expecting like it's. I mean, it's a stop motion film. This isn't like grand art cinema, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is. I just want to go there and have a good time. I want to laugh and I want to point and say what the fuck. And that's that's all I want out of this. And I think it will deliver. I, I hope so. Um, Chuck Steele, Night of the yes. Trampires, plays July twenty first at four forty five p.m. Uh, Phil, your next pick mm-hmm. is actually the closing film of the festival. Uh, yeah, Bandy. Yeah. Yes, it's it's already sold out. We're like two days into the festival, and it's already sold out. Yeah, it doesn't and, surprise me. It doesn't surprise yeah, me. There was a lot of hype about it, no. kind of like the film we're seeing tonight, uh, Summer yeah. of '84. That's one of the big, the big, uh, the, I guess, the big titles of the festival, uh, which mm-hmm. I usually don't really go for, but I watched the trailer very just a few days ago, actually. I watched it. I'm like, okay. huh, okay, yeah, 
yeah, I think it's it's worth checking that uh, just to check it out for the uh, the visual style of it. Really, more than anything, just like stands out when you watch the trailer. The trailer looks really cool. Like it, it looks uh, amazing. It looks amazing. Yeah. So, uh, I think and, a lot of a lot of people are attracted to Nicolas Cage being crazy and Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage, as you know. And people are like, well, I'm, that's not I, exactly. Why? I'm not a fan <laughs> of Nicolas Cage. Uh, oh, okay. He's no, not really. I mean, he's been good. He's he's done some good performances in general. I don't really like him because uh, he's over the okay. top and he plays in a lot of bad films. And uh, but he's done a f- some really good. Per- the guy can act. He can yeah. be good. He just seems to, I don't know, do everything and just – he bumps it up to 12 all the time. He just goes nuts and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he can be good. Best performance, yeah. Raising Arizona. There you go. Uh, How can Nicolas Cage be America's worst and best actor at the same time? Like, and he's just like- <laughs> <laughs> no, it, yeah, it, it really does well, too actually. because I mean, it's, he's at this point he's uh, most he's people love him, but he's a joke at the same time. There's like yeah. memes about him, and there's like so many things being done on YouTube about him and everything, and it's just like, mm-hmm. and of course now they're making a film in which he's going around chasing after demons and using giant chainsaws. I'm talking yeah. about Mandy. That's what you see in the trailer. <laughs> that, that's not that's not what is what's attracting me to it. In fact, that gi- that giant chainsaw to me is just like ridiculous. Like I'm, <laughs> I guess to the end, I'm just I don't know how it's going to play in the film, but that's the kind of thing that uh, quote unquote a Fantasia type audience is going to eat up and howl. Yeah. I'm just like, eh, that's not the kind of thing I'm attracted to. Some of the other stuff I see in the trailer looks amazingly beautiful and moody and atmospheric. Uh, yeah, some of the stuff looks, in the, uh, in the there even seems to be like some at least judging from the trailer, there seems to be like some animated sequences that look really cool. Like, yeah, if you saw that, I'm like, well, man, I'm I'm, I'm up for it. Yeah. I'm up for some experimentation and seeing how how they work it into the film. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I was actually very curious myself, but like, uh, I don't think I can handle seeing that after seeing Arizona. It's and they overlap as well, but it looks yeah. like art horror yeah. from There's just yeah, a, I could see a, it. like a yeah. slight, slight kind of like Dario Argento vibe from the trailer that I got. Like uh, just because of the, of... the primary colors, yeah, yeah, like I all, did, I all of the... about that. Yeah, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, like all of every most of the shots seem to be like basking in a single color and stuff, which adds like a super stark kind of uh kind of look to it it looks super cool and i'm also i'm also excited for spiked up motorcycle leather boys which <laughs> which pops up in the trailer a few times i was like is that like a pinhead kind of guy or something but i'm like don't know and i'm i mean i i, I much like you kind of have no uh <clears throat> real idea of what this movie's about other than the fact that like a religious sect gets obsessed with his wife and then he goes full-blown Nicolas Cage on them but I'm like judging from the trailer it it seems that he goes just as crazy (laughs) as anybody else so who even knows what what, what's going on I'm just I feel Uh, Nicolas Cage was like hey do you remember the Wicker Man I would like to top that in a significant way (laughs) but (laughs) hopefully not I don't know uh, uh, I guess we're all going to see how it comes together in that film. Hopefully, yeah. there's going to be. It looks amazing. The visual aspects look amazing. Hopefully, there's going to be a good storyline, or else that's the kind of thing that makes me kind of abandon the film halfway through. If I find out, okay, I don't know what the hell is going on, and I never will. So mm. we'll see. Is it going to be memorable? Is it going to be good. pulp? Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. And as we said, it is the closing film. It's going to be playing uh, Wednesday, August first. August first. I didn't write the time on that one. Um, it's probably in the evening. Yeah, I think it's nine forty-five um, or something. Sophie, your next choice yeah. is Anna and the Apocalypse, movie out of the UK. It's going to be the Canadian premiere, and it is a zombie high school comedy musical. Yes, it is. You know those words that you say in that order all the time. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you like I high hate school zombies. comedy musicals? I really do. Um, I. <laughs> Uh, kind of, yeah, I do, actually. I like to sing, and I like tacky things, so that totally works in. And um, I want to see this regardless of the zombies. It, it looks like the situations the characters are put in, from what I saw mm. of the trailer and read of the blurb. It just, it looks like I can enjoy it, despite what, what is okay. happening 
around them. <laughs> I know it's a weird outlook to have. It just, it looks a lot of fun. I want to be able to sing and be like, oh, this is so funny and, and entertaining. And oh, look at the colors and the red flying everywhere. But uh, the zombies themselves, it's just, I'm... Did you see uh, Dead I, Snow? I just don't like zombies. Chance? No, okay. Because I was going to say, because that's, or did you see no. Shaun of the Dead? Did you like Shaun of the Dead? Yes. I liked a lot of it. And some of it I still can't think about too hard oh. because I get I start oh, no. to get really nauseous oh, wow. and crazy and then I can't. <laughs> yeah. wow. I know. Okay, sorry. I do. Oh, all right. Come on, la. Okay. I love that. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm taking this to mean that you're 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 not going to be uh, going along with Phil to some of the hardcore horror movies that he goes to see this year. <laughs> oh, fair enough. That is a hard no. <laughs> Yeah, but I mix. It looks really fun. Um, it it seemed really witty, and honestly, I I don't even think that the zombie thing is going to be an issue. I, mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be all around good fun. And it, even if there is a bit that I find a little bit scary, I know a couple of people who will you'll be have, there as well. Have a, so a support group yeah, around you. I will be watching. <laughs> Exactly. I'll be like, please tell me when it's over. It's, well, yeah, but, but like you said, to talk about the, in terms of what the characters yeah. uh, get into, like supposedly it has to do with this girl Anna, who is making some like difficult life decisions to leave, I guess like her hometown and a lot of the people that she knows behind. And then she's like, how do I have? To, how do I tell them this? And then she gets a bit of a reprieve from having to tell her friends and family she's leaving by a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, you know, a girl with hopes and <laughs> dreams, like any other, uh, faces yet another. This is going to be weird to see like a no Christmas thing. movie though in like <laughs> July. <laughs> uh, so Anna and the Apocalypse uh, plays July twenty fifth at six twenty five. Yeah. Um, Phil's last pick uh, is a movie that I. I will fully admit that I probably would not have seen this at Fantasia, but I would still be interested in seeing it. Uh, Fleuve Noir, uh, coming from France, a drama thriller yeah. from the Cheval Noir competition. It's the Canadian premiere, written and directed by Eric Zonka. I have no idea. And this looks like a, a sh- like a real. <laughs> it looks like a real like capital T thriller. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm. Uh, well, first of all, I am. I'm a fan of that genre. I'm a fan of the okay. investigative uh, detective type of story. And uh, but this to okay. me is honestly, it's all about Vincent Cassel. Uh, Vincent Cassel yes. is an amazing <laughs> actor. He's amazing in every mm-hmm. single film he's been in. He never mm-hmm. gives a half-ass performance, even in bad films. He's incredible. And as soon as I saw it, mm-hmm. I read the description. It's like, oh, Vesa Cassel is a broken alcoholic cop. I'm sold. I can just imagine that. <laughs> then I watched the trailer, and I'm Same like, here. oh, my God, even more. Uh, so, <laughs> so honestly, and I'm, you can see his performance in the trailer. I'm like, well, I want to see this. But like you said, Keith, mm-hmm. it's, it's, again, it's maybe not the kind of thing that I, I would, uh, quote, unquote, need to see at Fantasia. But it's playing, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go see it. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see that film, so I'm going to go check it out. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I guess we're going to see if it's going to be memorable or not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, one of my favorite films from the last few years was uh, Denis Villeneuve's Prisoners. Like, I don't know if it's going to be able to okay. kind of like be in that kind of vein. I don't know if it's going to be more of a character study. I, I have no idea. But it's like mm-hmm. I said, sold. I'm there. So, Alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I think basically since Eastern Promises, I was like, who's that guy? Oh, yeah. And then because oh, I have sort of like everything that he's popped up since you're like, he's usually pretty standout as a performer. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, knew, I knew him from quite a big, when he, by the time he did Eastern Promises, he, he was already a star in France in French films. I'd already seen like a dozen yeah. films with him. Every single performance is just like, damn, and that guy is just always on. He's so good. Remind me of the name. Uh, what's the name of the movie he was in with Mark DeCascos? With oh, the, the, the Pacte des Loups. The brother, Brotherhood the of the Loups. Wolf. Amazing. Yeah. I love that film. I've yeah. seen Pacte des oh, Loved it. I did not yeah, realize I, that he was in it. Yeah. Yeah, man, he's freaking in there. That's how I discovered him. That's the first film I saw yeah, him you, in. He's cool. one of the many yeah. bad guys in that film. And, uh, oh yeah, I saw that <laughs> twice in the theater. And incidentally, <laughs> incidentally, Mark DeCascos' only believable performance ever. <laughs> as much as I love 
of him as a martial artist. <laughs> you could be right about that. Now that yeah. I think about it, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I, like- I mean, I say that, and I... I have some of his movies like Only the Strong on DVD, which is essentially a ripoff of Dangerous Minds. But it's it's terrible. But I love him. I love. He's him. in John Wick Three. <laughs> he's playing in John. He's oh, in John really? Wick Three. I need to see the John. You haven't Wicks. seen the you oh, okay. Do. okay. I need to lend you a whole bunch of films, <laughs> Sophie, including Return of the Living Dead, and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, but otherwise, I mean, obviously, I think that this this one, as I think uh, Phil, as you said probably uh makes or breaks on vincent castle's uh performance because like from a plot perspective it seems very like i said like a thriller like a boy goes missing and the grizzled alcoholic cop is trying to like whose own life with his own son is kind of in Mm -hmm. shambles uh it starts going after the the, keep the looking for the boy and then gets twisted up with his lead suspect who also has an interest in the case and the mother seems to be having all this like her life is in shambles too it seems like a lot of like a like a hard-boiled grizzled thriller kind of situation which can be good it's like it's a it's a good it's a great avenue for solid drama i think well like i said i i, I, I like that if the performance kind of story so i'm i'm okay with that but if it weren't for race like i said i probably wouldn't wouldn't be that that interested and i wouldn't be checking it out at fantasia so it's, it's really all about cool. him <laughs> I'm a, yeah, a fan. Perfectly, perfectly valid reason to choose a film oh, yeah. to go see is that the actor oh, yeah. is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's it. Cool. Uh, so Le Noir is uh, screening July twenty seventh at six thirty, um, and that's it for Phil's picks. We have one last pick from Sophie, uh, Detective yeah. D and the Four Heavenly Kings. Yes. Now. Before going into this, I did not know that this was the third Detective D movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never heard of Detective D before. I just, <laughs> I saw that I I always like traditionally when I go to Fantasia to see Asian cinema. I, I love the over-the-top Chinese films. Mm-hmm. And this, the trailer hit the marks. Uh, it, it seemed like a lot of fun, visually fantastic. Mm-hmm. And um, when I saw that Sui Hark directed and produced, I was just, yes, absolutely. I, I love a lot of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, for several years, I, I've been a fan of the, some of the stuff that he's either directed been or produced. Forever. <laughs> he has been working forever. Yes, yeah. absolutely. He's, he's fantastic. I like his vision on a lot of the stuff that he does. Even if he doesn't always have the best budget, he always manages to achieve uh, the vision that he has in with whatever means that that he has available mm. right so i i just i see that vision even if he doesn't have the budget <laughs> so i i like that about sui hark is he's got that mark yeah. in his film so i'm looking forward to seeing this a lot plus it's going to be full of like fun kung fu and magic special effects and yeah i was going to say historical like, of all yeah. the kung fu that i used to get that i was into when i was kind of into the kung fu that that, that high fantasy kung fu never ever really did it for me like i, I could watch like uh once upon a time in china i could watch uh like the yeah. master stuff i could watch like i could watch a lot of those like classic kung fu movies that rested in the realm of reality but there's mm-hmm. there is that other genre of the kung fu movie of like the high fantasy like oh yes there's also dragons we can fly and shoot fireballs you know and you're like and my hair is blue yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly that's it and Mm. and this detective d and the four heavenly king seems very much in the high fantasy kung fu it is like in the the trailer it is a gold dragon coming to life and stuff (laughs) yeah that was a kind of a deterrent i'm I'm not a big fan of of heavily featured cgi effects like this but again like the practicality of the character and his involvement from what i saw in in the trailer is enough for me to say like i'm still gonna go freaking see this and it's gonna be a lot of fun plus the costumes look fantastic yeah the costuming does look amazing i'm kind of i'm wondering what it it's like i was hoping you'd maybe seen one of the detective d films but (laughs) because i was just wondering about like the mashup of like you usually don't have a detective in a high fantasy martial arts film and I'm kind of wondering how the genres mash up. And it, it seems like it could be really cool. Like, you know, like there's at least uh, some kind of an inkling that there's like, it's not just like, oh, the Empress can summon dragons. It's like that there's like a mystery to solve about why the Empress could summon dragons. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm curious to see. Like maybe it's a it's a magical Sherlock Holmes from the Eastern Kingdoms I'm that down. we've Sold. not discovered yet. <laughs> Sold. It sounds into fun. It. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I'm I'm expecting to be kind of like blown away. I, I hope it. It's, sometimes um, Asian cinema can, with especially especially the high fantasy ones, mm-hmm. tend to get a little long in a tooth and I get a bit sleepy before the mm-hmm. end. But Sui Hark generally avoids that uh, with me in the past. So. It's two hours and twelve minutes, but it's still like yeah. that's like an hour less than the Avengers movie. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I feel I'm prepared. Um, yeah, and oh. it's been a while since I've seen one of his films, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, there's two showings of Detective D, which is July 28th at 4.10 and August 2nd at 5 p.m., so you'd have two chances to mm. see it. So those are your, I guess, preview pick movies. Uh, both Sophie and Phil are going to be writing reviews uh, for the website, I guess, kind of on the regular. We're going to see those popping up uh, as time goes on. So check out 925.cc to see your reviews. And I think we're going to kind of do a podcast thing every maybe every maybe four every or five days, days yeah. of the festival. Yeah. So where, you'll, where we'll, we'll kind of just sort of have more of an open forum discussion about some of the uh, some of the movies you like want to put an extra sure. spotlight on. Phil, does that sound good? <laughs> uh, sure. So oh, yeah. you know, I guess if you see Phil and Sophie <laughs> in any of the lineups, you could say hi to them if you somehow recognize them from their sketches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <good> <laughs> it's like if you only see their sketch their sketched personages and you're like wait a second i see a bald guy every with a time Maybe yeah every though. time i apply for my fantasia pass um i always am tempted to submit my my comic persona as my photo <laughs> and i don't know maybe i'll do it some year <laughs> <laughs> just to see like, hey. i don't know would they actually accept I, that though i mean i would don't know i don't think they would it would be cool no i don't think so <laughs> no uh so thank you guys so much for doing this. And I guess I will talk to you in a couple of days. And I look forward to reading all of your yeah. reviews. Sweet. Thanks for listening. Alrighty. Thank you. Thanks again to listening to our Fantasia Festival podcast here at 9to5.cc. We said it at the top, but I will say it again because I cannot say it enough. If you're enjoying these blogs, if you're enjoying these reviews, if you enjoy uh, genre film and geek culture in general, just tell your friends about the website 9to5.cc on social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're all over the place. Uh, We are a DIY uh, website, which means that we don't have any sort of corporate sponsorship or anything like that. We're just a couple of uh, geeks in Montreal who less love doing stuff so that other people can enjoy it. So uh, tell your friends about 9to5.cc. Uh, if you like what you hear on the podcast, maybe you want to check out the rest of the website. We write blogs, comics. There's other podcasts that run all year round. Um, we really enjoy uh, anytime our fans reach out to us, any sort of feedback that you guys have for us. We're super open to. Uh, but in the meantime, enjoy the rest of the Fantasia Film Festival. We should be back with a couple more podcasts, unless this is the last one, at which point uh, we are sad. But if this isn't the last one, then there'll be more. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.